Greetings, guys, and I hope all is well with you. Come on in, come on in, grab a good pad as well as a good pen and a good friend, and welcome to Evolution Now. I am your host, T.S. Bradshaw, with your co-host, Saya. Hello, everyone. How are we doing today? Yes, yes. Hope everyone is doing well. And, and once again, I have to thank you all for tuning in on today's podcast. All right. And together we host the Evolution Now podcast. Okay, so the Evolution Now podcast focuses on relating the use of astrology, numerology, and other occult-related practices to everyday practical life experiences. Here we will talk about astrology, numerology, social events, which is the news, and we will also have guest interviews and answer questions from our listeners, such as yourself. So if you have any astrology, numerology, or topic-related, occult topic-related questions or comments that you want answered or shared, you can send your questions or comments to evolutionnow.org at gmail.com. That's evolutionnow.org at gmail.com. And it just might make the upcoming shows, okay? So we are still in cancer season. This is the season that, okay, uh, kicks off the summer solstice. So how is your cancer season uh, in the summer treating you, Sai? Uh, you know, I'm glad you asked because uh, I believe it's been doing pretty well for me, honestly. Um, hope it's been the same for you guys as well. Um, how about you, Mom? Well, you know, this cancer season has been pretty busy. Um, a lot of, you know, um, work to be done um, and paying attention to the home and family because this is cancer season. And just taking care of business, you know? That's what I've been doing. All right. Yes, ma'am. Indeed. So, you know, the cancer season is governed by the moon, right? And the moon in astrology represents your subconscious disposition, your reaction to and within the outside world emotionally. So your conditioned responses is also what's related to your moon energy, mm -hmm. how you feel about yourself and how you feel emotionally secure is also um, the energy of your moon. All right. So everybody knows about their sun sign. Right. But, you know, you also have a moon sign as well. So the sign that the moon is in you know, represents how you may be, you know, conditioned to react emotionally and subconsciously. All right. Um, and so whatever sign that your moon is in. So say, for example, um, you were born and during the time of your birth, the moon was in the sign of Aries. So Aries is a sign that is governed by Mars, which can be very um, uh, dynamic and action oriented. Can also definitely be a quick, you know, quick or even quick tempered at times. So when it comes to your emotions, you might respond emotionally in a very quick manner mm. um, and, and things of that nature. If your uh, moon sign is in the sign of Aries. Okay. And I use Aries because Aries is the first sign in the Zodiac. 
right? Yes. Um, but if your moon sign is in Cancer, for example, because this is Cancer season, and the moon loves to be in the sign of Cancer, right? Um, and so because that is the sign that it governs over, then that means that you might respond very nurturing, right? In a very caring way uh, if your uh, moon sign is in the sign of Cancer. You can also be, you know, pretty overly sensitive emotionally um, when your uh, moon sign is in the sign of Cancer. And if your moon sign is in the sign of Cancer at birth, you certainly want to be aware of the moon cycles because you are, you know, governed by the moon and your moon sign is the sign of cancer which is governed by the moon um you certainly want to take note in the cycles of the moon because you could become moody at mm. times um overly sensitive uh where you may not need to be so you just certainly want to be um you know aware of that okay um also too whatever house the moon is located within your chart is where one seeks emotional security, support, and fulfillment as well, all right? So keep that in mind. So if you have your natal chart and you know, you know, where your moon is located by house, all right, that is where one seeks emotional security, support, and fulfillment. fulfillment. So, right. yeah. Very good to know. So Very good to know. You know, if your moon is like in the seventh house, right? Right. Yes, it is. The seventh house deals with partnerships of all kinds. Ah. Right. In marriage. So you might, you know, have that security and fulfillment within my, your. My relationships. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Yeah. And your partnerships of all kinds. And you might seek that emotional security and support there. Mm. You know, so. Um, and so that's a, a wonderful thing to know. And, um, you know, speaking of the moon, we are going to experience a super full moon. Oh. Yeah. In the sign of Capricorn. Yeah. So we're going to experience a super full moon in the sign of Capricorn, which is the opposite sign of Cancer. So every sign has an opposite sign. Right. Um, And so Cancer's opposite sign is Capricorn. So we're going to be experiencing this super full moon in Capricorn. And when... The moon is in the opposite sign of its ruling sign. Like, you know, for example, like right now, it's a cancer sun season, but the moon is in the sign of Capricorn. Right. And so, um, you know, Capricorn, the sign being with the moon being in the sign of Capricorn is in its detriment Uh. because the moon governs over its opposite sign, which is cancer. Got you. Got you. All right. So that's for everybody out there. Um, when we have a Capricorn moon, um, it is in its detriment because the the moon is in its detriment sign because the moon is governed by cancer and cancer is the opposite of Capricorn. All right. Um, so that means that the energy of the moon isn't as nurturing and caring. Right. Um, when, you know, a planet is in this detriment, it loses its energy a bit, just a tad bit. It's not as vital. You know, uh, the energy isn't as vital. So, you know, with this Capricorn moon, you know, this Capricorn energy, Capricorn is governed by Saturn. So Saturn can be very limiting, uh, very business like, very, you know, 
responsible and yeah. things of that nature. So this moon energy might bring in some of that. And so we're going to get into that really quickly. Um, this super full moon in the sign of Capricorn, uh, again, which is the opposite sign of cancer, is going to be taking place on July 13th at 21 minutes and 21, no, 21 degrees and 21 minutes of Capricorn. And this is going to be taking place at 2.38 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And during a full moon, it is a time of release, you know, um, a time to allow for fulfillments to take place, mm. um, completions and culminations, as well as things coming to the light. Mm. Because the full moon, what, it illuminates, right? Right. And so it illuminates things and brings things to the surface that we might not have seen before. All right. And considering that this full moon, this super full moon, and the reason why it's a super full moon is because the moon is going to be close to the Earth's atmosphere. Interesting. Um, yeah. So that's why it's called the super full moon. So we're going to definitely feel this moon energy a tad bit more than any other full moon that we would feel. Because this particular full moon is a super full moon and its energy is going to be close to the electric magnetic field of the earth. All right. So, guys, be ready so you don't have to get ready for that energy. OK, because you're going to feel it always. Yeah, you're going to feel it. And so um, considering this. Right. Uh, Capricorn is, you know, this this particular moon in the sign of Capricorn is going to be important for the collective to use uh, their power and authority with integrity, responsibility, and accountability. All right. Yeah. Um, the collective is going to be called to definitely utilize their power um, and their authority with integrity, responsibility, and accountability. And for the super full moon in Capricorn reading. Okay, guys, so I'm not going to give the full reading here, but to get the full reading of this super full moon in Capricorn, you can certainly go to my Facebook page at Astronumerologist7. Um, you can also go to Facebook and type in T, capital T, dot capital S dot Bradshaw. Um, and you can listen to the July 8th super full moon and Capricorn live because on that particular live I go more into depth about the super full moon and Capricorn as well as its numerical degree and its significance to this particular full moon for the collective but in a nutshell this is definitely a full moon for everyone uh, to certainly take time to look at their power how they're stepping into their power their authority and if they're utilizing their power and authority with integrity with accountability and with responsibility because that is what capricorn is about right very good to know yeah that's what it's about and so um i not only go into again the details about the significance of the moon within the sign of capricorn but I also go into and highlight the degree significance as well. So definitely head over to Facebook um, and head over to that Facebook page and check out, uh, you know, the full details of this full moon in Capricorn. Also be sure, guys, to definitely look to see, um, you know, where 21 degrees 
of Capricorn falls for you um, in your chart because that is where this full moon is going to be transiting. You know, do you know where Capricorn falls for you? What house, Mazar? Um, I'm pretty sure it falls in the second second house. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that sounds good because then you may want to look to see how you are stepping into your power oh. as it pertains to your finances. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sounds good to me. Mm, does it sound good to you? Yeah. <laughs> Well, you want to look to see that for me, it's in the 11th house. So, you know, I definitely will be looking to see how I am, you know, stepping into my power as it pertains to, um, you know, my goals, objectives, um, groups and, you know, friendships and associations and things of that nature. Yeah. Um, Look to see, you know, how I'm utilizing my power there, you know, Um, the 11th house deals with also community as well. So, you know, how I'm working with my community, how I'm utilizing my authority within that way, uh, with integrity, um, with responsibility, as well as with um, accountability. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Also, too, um, you know, this this placement, this 21 degree of Capricorn, is also a place where you want to look to see um, what house it falls in so that you will know where culminations, fulfillments and endings and completions are happening um, within your life or something coming to the light for you within your life. All right. Within that particular area of the life in that particular house, you may also want to, uh, you know, release some things within that particular house uh, so that you can leave more room. Right to bring new energy into the life, okay? It might also indicate the area where you may need to hold yourself, again, accountable, hold yourself responsible with integrity when it comes to the use of your power and authority within that particular area of your life, right? That this super full moon is going to be transiting within. So some of you may need to release some things in order to fully step into your power, right? Um, and some might need to certainly, um, look at that area of the life that the super full moon will be transiting within and take inventory as to whether or not they're being responsible, Mm. where they, where, whether they are being, um, uh, utilizing their power with integrity, um, as well as whether they are holding themselves accountable when it comes to their power mm. and their authority. Mm. Yeah, because some people can, you know, abuse their power Yeah, and their authority. Well, definitely. You know, which is very interesting because uh, this full moon, the super full moon in Capricorn, is certainly going to be affected by Pluto, okay? Uh, because Pluto is uh, going to be very close to this full moon energy. Um, it will more than likely conjunct it, all right? So with that being said, Pluto is the planet of power and control, death and rebirth. So Pluto is certainly going to, right, check you, boo, when it comes to, you know, how you're utilizing your power and control. Mm-hmm. Are you abusing it or are you underutilizing it and things of that nature? So it will certainly bring it to light. And what better time than this particular moon phase, right, to bring things to the light that we may need to see um, as it pertains to whether or not we are abusing our power or underutilizing our power. 
right? Mm. With integrity. So um deep, 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 deep stuff, guys. Yeah, you know it is. Um you know I like deep. You know, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I so wouldn't do I. I mean I wouldn't be here if I didn't, right? So um that's why, you know, I am drawn to astrology and numerology because it is a deep they these are deep sciences. Yes, it is. Right? And it's like how far do you want to go down the rabbit hole, Alice? Uh, always, yes. You know, um, so I'm constantly in it because you're constantly uncovering um and unearthing um some deep hidden knowledge and information and material. Exactly. I mean, you really are. And a lot of these things are within us and the energies that are within us, we're able to, um, you know, work with and regulate and balance. We're in a six universal year, right? Right. Of balance and harmonizing. So in order for us to balance and harmonize these energies, we need to know what's there. And, you know, again, as we stated before in one of the previous episodes, astrology was utilized in the past as not only a uh, science that helps to predict, but also a science that helps to guide. Right. Right. Society, um, you know, when there are, um, you know, feelings of loss or feelings of chaos or disarray, you know, astrology can certainly help to guide you know, bring forth some type of guidance. Yeah, some clarity. Yeah. yeah, and clarity. So, you know, when we talk about these full moon and new moon energies, we're here to help guide people, you know, help them to see, bring that insight, that clarity and direction, right? Help them to get an opportunity to uh, look within their own natal charts right. to see where, you know, these full moons and new moon energies are falling so that they can, you know, set new intentions at the new moon, um, look for f- fulfillments and completions and things coming to a culmination or things that might be re- need to be released um, at the full moon. Okay. So speaking of releasing, we are currently under a four universal month for the month of July. And this is numerical energy that we're talking about right now. Um, and so for July, you know, uh, this month is calling for the collective to release. Hmm. Release. Mm-hmm. You know, release um, the old, you know, make some changes and do some transformation into the new. So, you know, with this full moon energy in Capricorn calling for some of us to release, right? Uh, this four numerical energy is definitely calling for the collective to certainly release. So when you have an alignment like that, when you have that astrological alignment with a numerical alignment, it's golden because um, they're working in tandem, Mm. astrology and numerology. So, you know, during this full moon, again, it's requiring for us to release some things so that we can step into our power if we're not already doing that. Maybe we need to release some mental mindsets mm-hmm. in order to step into, you know, our power within whatever area of the life this full moon is falling in. Okay. Maybe we need to release some behavioral patterns of the past that's keeping us limited and restricted. You do know that this is a Capricorn full moon and Capricorn is governed by Saturn. Saturn yeah. can be limiting and restricting. Yep, absolutely. So, you know, this is definitely a time to really start looking at what it is that is limiting us and keeping us cautious um, that we are not releasing 
so that we can continue to evolve, right? Release those things that no longer serve us so that we can move into, you know, our newness. For you, it would be release the mindset, release some behavioral patterns that might be keeping you limited within you stepping into your power as it pertains to what? Your financial yeah. uh, area of your life. Because if Capricorn falls in your second house, that's dealing with personal finances, right? right? And values, right? And your possessions. So that's something to think about. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, guys. Think about it. <laughs> so, you know, um, and, and as for, you know, listeners out there to think about, you know, whatever area of your life that this full moon is going to be transiting to certainly release, right, within whatever area of your life that this full moon is transiting so that you can fully step into your power with responsibility, accountability, and integrity, right? Yeah. Um, and so for me, it may be I need to release certain mindsets and things around, you know, how to work with the community or how to work with groups, right? And things of that nature so that I can fully step into my power, right? Right. Um, and, and, and be, you know, accountable with integrity and responsibility, you know? Just putting all of the dots together, everybody. Putting all the dots together. I hope y'all didn't think I was going to call Saya out and not myself. You know what I'm saying? I gotta, <laughs> if I'm going to call him out, I got to call myself out too, you yeah. know? Um, hey, ain't no shame in my game. I'm cool with it. It's cool. So, um, you know, uh, this is something that we should certainly um, be thinking about during this time, uh, right before the full moon. Um, and throw off the old mindset. Throw off the old behavioral patterns, you know, and make room for the new within the life. And again, what, you know, you may need to release within that area of the life uh, during the super full moon in Capricorn uh, is transiting in in order to step into your power and your authority with integrity, responsibility and accountability. Um, once you do that, you're certainly going to thank yourself for it. Right. Um, step into that change. I mean, embrace it. Embrace the change. And embrace the transformation, right? right. Um, because the world needs you. The world needs you to step into your power fully. But it needs you to step into your power fully with responsibility, with integrity, and with accountability. Mm. Okay? Um, when you do that, then you're able to edge out the ego. Right? right? Um, and you're really able to help people from a, a, a sincere place that has a firm foundation. Okay. Um, so again, numerically Capricorn is ruled by the number eight. Um, it is the infinity symbol, the symbol that represents money, power, and authority, as well as balancing the spiritual and the material plane. Mm. Right. And so there's that balancing again, being able to balance when, you know, we might be becoming too greedy in the material and not enough, you know, uh, giving leeway to the spiritual nature of things. Right. Right. And it could be vice versa. Yeah. Where we're giving too much to the spiritual and not really paying too much to the material when we need to harmonize both in this matrix because we do live in a what dual in a dualistic realm. Yeah. So um, and let me just say this before we go off of this particular topic which is the, about the full moon and about 
this four numerical uh, month of July is that the number eight is definitely linked to Saturn and is a great manifester, but it also brings with it karmic energy. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, you know, you reap what you sow, um, what you put out, you get back. And so let's really start working guys during this super full moon in Capricorn to work with integrity, work with responsibility and work with accountability. Okay. Um, and so when you do that, that's putting out something that is going to be beneficial, not only for yourself, right. But for the greater good of all, and you'll be able to get that back. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, you're eight. You're eight personality. Yes, I am. <laughs> yes, I am. Tell people about it. So speaking of karmic energy, we have had quite a bit of things happen on the world stage. Yes, indeed. Yeah, we we really did. And so, um, you know, I know that the last, and I hope you guys enjoyed it, the last episode that we had um, with the interview with uh, Ty Miller with Home and Family and things of that nature. She came in and she blessed us with, you know, her insight and her clarity and direction around home and family, you know. And speaking of family, there is a family that is now mourning the loss of a loved one, and that family would be the Walker family, uh, because on June 27th of this year, 25-year-old Jalen Walker of Akron, Ohio, was shot and killed uh, following a vehicle pursuit. So there was approximately between 60 to 90 bullets was fired at this young man um, during a foot chase. Wow. Um, and an attempted arrest. Well, how do you feel about that number of, of, of shots? Uh, that's <laughs> definitely excessive. You know, it goes without saying. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's just like you said, one energy. What was it? The got to be careful of abusive power. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, which one was that again? Yeah, well, you know, Jalen allegedly had um, a handgun in his car and allegedly shot at the police during this car chase. But um, the webcam or the body cam is showing something different. Um, He was pronounced dead at the scene and he refused to pull over for a traffic violation. And the incident escalated from there. And you messiah what you're talking about is the astrological reference to that day that we're certainly going to get into um but since his death community members family and friends have been protesting and demanding justice uh for this incident that happened with Jalen walker um yeah i would think it is pretty excessive excessive um uh, the number of shots that was fired at this one young man yeah. um, who apparently did not have um, a weapon on him at the time of the shooting, not on his person. Um, and astrologically on that day, speaking of the energy that you were talking about, um, was the energy of Mars. Okay, there it is. Yeah. Yep. Um, on that day, um, at that time, you know, of the incident, which was at 1230 a.m. in Akron, Ohio, um, Mars was squaring off with Pluto. 
So Mars is the planet of war, and Pluto, of course, is the planet of power and control. Mm-hmm. All right, and death and rebirth. And when Mars squares with Pluto, it can cause confrontation, power struggles, and dangerous, violent acts to occur. So during this type of transit, um, it is not in the best interest of people to challenge those who are in a position of authority or power um, um, in an assertive or threatening manner. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I know that this young man, Jalen, you know, um, probably, of course, was afraid at the time and flee, you know, was trying to flee the scene from, you know, the police officers right. who seemed to be in power and authority and things of that nature. Um, also, too, under this type of transit, we can allow our instincts to control our actions. And mm. I know for him, possibly instinctively for him, it was to flee. Right. And so that's the parasympathetic nervous system coming in is either fight or flight. Right. Right. So I can't see this young man trying to fight the police. Right. So exactly. he chose the to, for, to run. To flight, right? Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, with that being said, under this type of transit, meaning under the transit of Mars squaring Pluto, it can have you to, um, you know, go off your instincts, you know, um, and and that your instincts can control your actions. So for Jalen, it seems like his instinct was to, to, to flight, to have his parasympathetic nervous system kick in. And he just, you know, um, run away. Yeah. You know, you know, run away. Um, whether it was in a car, because it was a car chase, and then they chased him on foot. So it was for him, you know, for him, it was like, let me flight. But under this type of transit, your actions can place you in dangerous situations. Mm. And so in this case, that seems to have been the case. Um, him fleeing the scene, him, you know, running and things of that nature definitely placed him in a dangerous situation. Um, the police might have saw him, saw, saw that him running or, you know, driving away right. as a sign of threat. Right. Right. Oh, he's running. We got to chase this dude. Right. Exactly. Right? And things of that nature. So. Um, just trying to break it down for you guys from an astrological standpoint, from a numerical standpoint, that particular day was a three universal day under Gemini sun and a Gemini moon energy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and this was just before the new moon in Gemini. Oh yeah. And so when we talk about the number three and the sign of Gemini, those energies are fast paced energies, guys. You know, Gemini is a social butterfly. It flits here, there, everywhere, socializes. It moves. It does not necessarily stay still, mm. right? And the number three is a number that is uh, associated with Jupiter. It's very expansive, but it also is a number that can be scattered energy, mm. okay? It could be scattered energy and so and nervous energy, so, you know, with that being said, that seemed to be a day where we were like, you know, people could potentially be moving fast. Right. Um, mentally or physically. Right. Right. Being you know, impulsive. Yeah. Being impulsive, fast and scattered. And so um, when we couple the Mars squaring Pluto energy 
that can be quite violent. Oh, yeah. That can bring, yeah. Yeah, the impulsiveness is heightened. Right. I can imagine, yeah. Yeah, the impulsiveness is heightened. The actions are heightened and things of that nature. So, um, you know, it could be a recipe for... Disaster. <laughs> yeah. You know, a recipe for something unfavorable to happen. So, you know, that's why it's definitely important um, to, you know, take the time out to know what energies are being played out within any given day, mm-hmm. right, numerically and or astrologically, so that you will know how to interact with these energies accordingly. Right. Right. Because it's not just about the energies that are playing out. It's about us being able to uh, find the favorable way of interacting with these energies. Right. It's knowing how to work, you know, with those energies, you know, not let those energies control you, but you do the other way around. You know, you control them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so, you know, with Pluto being in the sign of Capricorn right now, it's breaking down and exposing governmental actions. It's exposing people in power who might be abusing their power and things of that nature. So there is an investigation going on as it pertains to the eight police officers that shot, um, you know, that 60 to 90, you know, um, uh, bullet range of bullets uh, towards Jalen Walker, uh, which ultimately ended his um, his life. Um, and so um, with Pluto being in the sign of Capricorn, it will expose um, things to the light as it pertains to that. Also, too, um, it will also bring about protests, you know, um, as well. Um and so that's what we're seeing now, people protesting this particular situation and wanting justice. Um, and so it will certainly spark that, um, as well as with Saturn's energy in the sign of Aquarius, shining the light on the lesson of responsibility for humanity and mankind. Mm. Are we being responsible? Are we holding ourselves responsible and accountable for our actions? Yeah. Not yeah, our actions, our actions, not only our actions, but um, the actions of others, others as it too. pertains to our brothers and sisters. You know, those who we um, share this planet with, right? Yeah. Um, Aquarius deals with humanitarianism and humanity, um, and so you know, um, Saturn is there to bring about the lesson of responsibility and how are we being responsible for um, our fellow man. Mm and woo man right right so um take heed guys take heed to the lessons that the cosmos is bringing all right take heed to the language and the lessons all right and the message that the cosmos is bringing so then all right uh well before we move on let me just say this we're sending much peace love light and continue healing and comfort to Jalen walker's family and that they receive justice um for this unfortunate situation yeah that took place yeah um especially during this cancer season you know what i mean this is a season of family right domestic affairs and you know even the times we're living in you know it's important to be together Mm -hmm. you know to stay together yeah and being around your loved ones and for an incident like this to happen um is very unfortunate 
And I will say this. I know that this particular incident happened with Jalen Walker, uh, but there are other incidences happening, maybe not to this degree and potentially to this degree all around the world. So we really need to definitely take heed and um, take heed to what Saturn is saying. Absolutely. Let's be responsible for um, each other as much as we possibly can. All right. Now, then on the next day, no, 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 not the next day. Then on July 5th, all right, let me correct myself. <laughs> then on July 5th, CERN, okay, um, we talked about CERN, right? CERN celebrated its 10-year anniversary of, you know, discovering the Higgs boson, which is also known as the God particle. And I just wanted to clear this up, right? Because we talked about it on one of the last episodes, and I just wanted to, you know, definitely come on in and, you know, talk about it again. So the Higgs boson is considered the the God particle, uh, which is basically um, an a subatomic particle, okay, um, that reveals the origin of mass. So it's an elementary particle. Hmm. right of the quantum fields right and it is a fundamental building block of nature or mass that exists in the higgs field so this is a higgs boson particle that exists in the higgs field all right and so the higgs field is a field that fills space and we are moving through the higgs field hmm. And so this hill, this field, I said hill, this field affects things um, even in empty space. So the Higgs field controls the actions of the weak nucleus force. Okay. So, um, which is in nature and is responsible for how it works. So the Higgs field is responsible for how the weak nuclear force works. So there's a strong nuclear force and there's a weak Weak nuclear force. Okay. And the Higgs field controls the actions of the weak nuclear force. And so the nuclear force in short is basically found in atoms. Okay. In atoms. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So on July 5th, CERN, CERN resumed using its largest collider machine, which is called the Large Hadron Collider. And this machine is used to collide particles that CERN discovers or that they find, Hmm. all right? And so since they found this Higgs boson particle, which is considered, again, um, an elementary particle that is a part of the fundamental building blocks of nature and of mass and of matter as we know it, all right, yeah. as we see it in our world. Um, on the 5th of July, they took the Higgs boson particle and placed it into the large hydron collider, okay, um, and they collided this particle with itself. That's mm. what they were doing wow. to see what would happen. Mm. So they were colliding this particle with itself. And the way that they did that is by 
um, sending high electron voltages, you know, Mm -hmm. through the large hydron collider Mm. machine. So they gave a high electronic voltage to the um, Higgs boson particle to see what it would do. So it was, they was, you know, colliding it with itself and collecting data on it. And they will continue to collect data on it until 2026 so that they can see what outcome they could get. Hmm. All right. Um, by sending higher and higher um, electron voltages to this particular Higgs boson particle. All right. Yeah. Um, so on that particular day, um, which was July 5th, uh, numerically, well, let me say this, astrologically, we were under a Cancer sun and a Virgo moon. Numerically, we were under a nine universal numerical day, okay, which signified paying attention to our health, mentally, physically, and psychologically, and spiritually, and keeping our vibratory frequency high, Okay, and we talk about these high voltages that were sent through this this particle. Right. Okay. We want to make sure that we are also keeping our electric vibratory frequency high because we are also electrical beings. Right. That's why you need one of those electrical paddles to shock you back to life. Right, you when know, you're unconscious, yeah. Right. If your heart stops, right. You know, that you need some electrical energy to shock the heart back to, to, to pumping again. And so, um, with that being said, um, you know, I felt like that was kind of right on time because Virgo, um, you know, was the sign that the moon was in. And when we talk about Virgo, Virgo talks about health, right? Our health, um, you know, our health routine, as well as, you know, how we are serving throughout the day, how we're helping others and things of that nature. But also paying attention to our health is important when we're under a Virgo moon, all right? Um, And so considering that this CERN experiment um, deals with particles, atoms, and high electronic voltages, it is, you know, only fitting to make sure that our atoms and protons and the electromagnetic field is at a high vibratory frequency because we are made up of atoms as well. Right. You know? Um, and if the Higgs field, not just the Higgs boson particle, but if the Higgs field, because the Higgs field is bigger, it takes up more space than a particle does. Mm-hmm. So if the Higgs field can control, right, the actions of the weak nuclear force in nature and is responsible for how it works. This weak nuclear force, right, are found in atoms, as I stated before. Are we not made of atoms? Well, well we are. Certainly are. You know, um, are our atoms not subject to be influenced or altered? Hmm. Yeah, something to think about. That's definitely something to think about, yeah. <laughs> and if this weak nuclear force, right, um, uh, can be controlled by this Higgs boson, and we are also made of up of atoms, 
um, we really need to be thinking about, you know, protecting our own, you know, energy. Yep, absolutely. And so my suggestions for that day was to stay, you know, definitely indoors if possible and keep a high vibratory frequency on that particular day. Um, and so according to Snoops, though, uh, no, CERN did not open up a portal to another dimension in July. So they just <laughs> wanted to, to, to put that out there. But I will say, you know, uh, you know, I can't say for sure if another dimension was open or not. But what I can say is, is this you want to make sure that you protect, you know, your your body mentally, spiritually, psychologically, emotionally and physically. Right. Mm. Um, and so for that day to highlight that in more ways than one, meaning our health was being highlighted numerically. And our health was being highlighted astrologically. Right. So just to stay on on point and stay on the safe side. Yes. You know, you wanna you wanted to have certainly um protected your energy on that day. Yes, ma'am. So you agree with that? Yes, yes I do. Not crazy. No, nah, not at all. I don't know. I'm just connecting the dots, guys. So, get this. On the next day, July 6th, the infamous and mysterious Georgia Guidestones, also known as America's Stonehenge, was destroyed and knocked down after a bombing. Yeah. What is the odds of all this stuff happening back to back? You know, it's definitely not a coincidence, I'll tell you that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, there are no coincidences in the universe. Never. So on July 6th, um, an explosion took place, right? So this explosion took place at the Georgia Guidestones site in Elbert County, Georgia, which damaged one of the uh, granite slabs of the monument. Um, and this monument stands 19 feet and three inches tall. All right. Um, and due to the damage done to one slab of the monument, it was decided to destroy all six slabs of the monument. Yeah. And so um, this monument was unveiled. OK, I want to say it was built in the late 70s, yeah. early 80s. Yep. But it was unveiled in um, 1980. Um, March 22nd of 1980, yeah. as a matter of fact. All right. And I actually heard it, it at the time it cost a uh, hundred thousand to make, to put together, which worth, which is worth now like 316,000 around. Yeah. Mm, that's, that's some ducats to yes, be shelling out. Absolutely. Putting up some granite slabs. Yeah. <laughs> I know that's right. So this thing must have been important to somebody yes. or somebody's. Yes. So here's what I found um, interesting. If you guys have not had an opportunity to uh, read about or see a documentary about the Georgia Guidestones, I would certainly suggest that you do that. I would employ you guys to definitely do that. If you have no idea what the Georgia Guidestones is or what it's about, um, definitely do your due diligence and do your research. You will not be disappointed. Um, you would be enlightened um, to know some things about it. Um, definitely um, 
the Georgia Guidestones uh, had a lot of controversy around it, a lot of conspiracy theories around it, um, uh, Satanism around it. (laughs) Yeah, I thought that was pretty unfair to label it as, you know, something that's related to Satanism. You know, it almost reminds me of, uh, I'm pretty sure you guys have heard of the Baphomet symbol, right, Ma? Well, you know, the Baphomet symbol. Uh, People have been perper, well, people have been made to believe that it's associated with Satanism, which isn't true. The person who first made it, uh, he intended it to symbolize equilibrium and perfect social order, which coincidentally is exactly what those slabs are uh, describing that the people should morals that people should follow in order to achieve uh social order so yeah i feel like it's unfair to label something that we don't quite understand as that's related to something that's negative or uh yeah something that's like satanism well you know what even with satanism if people were to really do their due diligence around that word um and even the word satan right um they would find that Satan means the light bearer hmm. or the light bringer. That's okay? true. And so, you know, it's just a matter of doing the research, right? Going beyond what you know. And that's what this show is also about as well. When we talk about occultism here, um, it is that which is hidden knowledge. And so the knowledge that you know of about Satan or Satan or Satanism is what, um, you know, uh popular society um would want you to know about it right right? um but if you dig deeper and you go back further um in literature you would find that satanism and satan the word satan has had a different meaning okay and over time that meaning uh morphed into something else and it changed right um and so you know with that being said uh, associating, okay, the Georgia Guidestones and even associating the person or people who were linked to commissioning these Guidestones to, you know, Satanism or Satan and things of that nature. Really, if you would look at the origin of the word Satan and Satanism, it really means light bearer or the light bringer. And so these persons was trying to bring forth the light about something right okay and so we're going to get into it let's get the, yeah let's just get into it yeah uh, let's look at the numerical energy of the day oh yeah that this particular uh monument was unveiled it was un- what they were doing yeah well let's let's talk about it um it was unveiled on march 22nd 1980 and the numerical energy of this particular day was not by happenstance they had it unveiled on this day. There are no coincidences in the universe. And so the numerical energy of this day was a seven universal day as we know the number seven, right, in numerology is spiritual wisdom and knowledge. However, the type of seven energy that this day uh, is was under signified the hidden mysteries of life as well as orderly growth and development. And so the guides uh, were, these 10 guides were put up or inscribed into these, into this granite 
to bring about some form of order and growth, Mm. right? Orderly growth and development. So the guides were for future generations to maintain, to help them to maintain limited resources and, you know, um, potentially in the face of a nuclear war Mm. or potentially in the face of uh, economic or social upheaval or calamity. Right. Okay. So that's what the guides, the 10 guides were for. Now I'm not going to go into each guide, like what was inscribed on the Georgia guide stones. Um, I'm going to have that for you all to look up. Very interesting. Very interesting here, okay? So, um, you know, these 10 guides are, were, were inscribed, you know, on these stones, okay, um, to help bring about some form of order in the event of a nuclear, economic, or social upheaval or calamity. So they wanted the guidestones to serve as a guide for humanity if anything were to happen. Hmm. Okay. Um, but this particular day that this was unveiled, the numerical energy, all right, signifies hidden mysteries of life as well as orderly growth and development. And this was and still is very intuitive energy, this particular day energy. All right. And uh, it's inclined to the spiritual aspects of life. And integrating the material, the mental and spiritual worlds to bring about a systematic approach to our evolution. Mm. So those guides, those 10 guides that was inscribed on that granite was definitely there to show you know, some type of systematic approach to the evolution of humanity after a calamity that these, you know, uh, people who um, commissioned these guys to be created saw. As a matter of fact, um, I was reading some, I was reading um, uh, somewhere and it said that the guides were, they were planned by the creators 20 years before the guides were even commissioned to be created. Wow. So 20 years prior to their creation, it was already in the works. Like they had planned to put these guys together and they had planned to, you know, have them inscribed. Hmm. So, you know, this is, you know, it just, you know, we said it before. How far do you want to go down the rabbit hole, Alice? Very interesting. Very interesting. Um, They were a group of people who wanted to be anonymous. They did not want their identities to be known. And so, you know, um, these guides uh, definitely um, were meant to be followed after a calamity. Um, and again, they were engraved in eight different languages, English, Spanish, Swahili, Hindi, uh, Hebrew, Arabic, Chinese, and Russian. Um, 
And so, uh, again, I'm not going to go into each guide, right? I'm not going to go into the 10 guides that were inscribed on the slabs. Again, I would implore you all to, you know, um, research, read them yourselves, and I'm sure you will be enlightened. Um, you know, uh, the person responsible for commissioning the guide stones, his name, well, his alias or his pseudo, I should say, was Robert C. Christian. Um, and he went on to publish a book describing the ideology behind the Guidestones, you know, the ideology behind why they were um, created and commissioned. And the book is called The Common Sense Renewed. Hmm. Okay, so you guys, you know, take it upon yourselves to definitely um, look that up and yeah. see what you can find. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, listen, the more mysterious it is, the more I'm interested. Like, really? I want to dig deep, uh -huh. see what's going on. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I feel that. So, you know, definitely do your research on the Georgia Guidestones and things of that nature. Um, and I believe that there was some talks in rebuilding it. Um, you know, I don't think it was any talk seriously about rebuilding it, but like rumors, nah, somewhat, you know, um, I would say that there was talks of probably amongst the people within the community and talks, um, amongst people who have had not gotten a chance to visit the Georgia Guidestones mm. before they were destroyed. Right. Um, some people may have wanted to, may want to rebuild them because they didn't get a chance to see them when they were up originally, right? right? Um, but you know, nothing you know um, that is um, uh, edged in stone. No pun intended. But it huh. was nothing edged in stone that that says that they will rebuild it. But there was just some talks that they would like. You know, some people would like for them to be rebuilt. Okay because they may not have gotten a chance to visit the guy stones. They said that people um, had weddings at the guy stones. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know, um, again, a lot of mystery, a lot of, you know, conspiracy theory and controversy um, began to surround these, these guy stones. So people were going to visit them and things of that nature yeah. a lot. Now, considering calamities and guidestones and things of that nature, uh, the world is feeling the shift that Pluto in Capricorn is causing, especially now that we are experiencing uh, the second exact Pluto return for the U.S. Um, and so this uh, is significant because this energy has the potential to affect our um, current political structures, our current financial structures, and our current societal values. Um, and, and that can look and feel like the beginnings of the economic and societal calamities that the creators of the Georgia Guidestones believed was going to come to pass. Right? Right. Yeah. Right. So, you know, again, these guidestones were a message to be used during an age of reason. Mm. And when you hear age of reason, I instantly think of Aquarius. Yeah. And, you know, 
you know, a lot of people think that we are in the age of Aquarius right now, but we are at the threshold of it. We are not actually within it. Some people, you know, some astrologers would say we're not in it yet. Um, according to the, um, the year, the age, right? There are certain uh, numbers of years that make up an age and we aren't quite out of the uh, number of years that would end the Piscean age yet. We are nearing that number, but we are not there yet. Um, so we have quite a few years, okay, um, as it pertains to the number, all right, when it, when it comes to age, the mm. number of, you know, the, the number of years that makes up an age. Gotcha. Um, and so we're not quite there yet um, when we are looking at the exact number of years that makes up an age. But we are feeling, okay, the uh, entrance of the age of Aquarius because we have that waning in and waning out energy. Right. Like the moon wanes and waxes. So does energy. It wanes in. It doesn't just come in hard. It comes in slowly yet surely. So the age of Aquarius uh, energy is definitely waning in. Is, 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 you know, the, the Piscean age energy is waning out and the Aquarius age energy is certainly being felt and coming in. Got it. And so, um, you know. Again, these guy stones, they are saying, you know, those who are the creators of it, they are saying that these guy stones was a message to be used during the age of reason, which I certainly agree with, with Sire is definitely the age of Aquarius. And it has been said that, again, like I said, some talks of rebuilding them. So we never know. They may or may not. We have yet to see. So tune in, tune in. But I certainly implore you guys to read, you know, um, the guidelines, the guide, the guidelines for the Georgia Guidestones. Read the message that they were trying to bring. All right. And speaking of opportunities, so take the opportunity to read those Guidestones uh, messages. And uh, speaking of opportunity with all that is going on in our world right now on the world stage with inflation, gas prices and um, interest rates hikes and talks of recessions, uh, let's just say this, that um, the state, states, I should say, different states are planning to send out stimulus payments to residents, okay? There have been multiple states that have uh, approved new stimulus packages to help families through their economic woes. So guys, check to see if your state is participating in sending stimulus payments to its residents, okay? Um, check to see when they're going to be doing this because they might do this this year. And I think that some states are going to be sending stimulus, you know, packages to their residents next year. So look to see if, first of all, if your state is participating. Second of all, when they're going to be participating. And third of all, what are the stipulations in order for you to be able to participate in receiving a stimulus check? Okay. All right. Yeah. Numerically, the U.S. So numerically, the U.S. or numerically, the United States 
um, for the month of July is experiencing a six universal month energy. And I spoke about this on the last live, not the last live, getting my lives and my my podcasts mixed up. So I spoke about this on the last podcast that we were going to potentially see in the month of July that uh, the government is, you know, going to be trying to help families in some way, shape or form during this economic shift that we're in right now. And so um, the U.S. is experiencing a six universal month energy, and that is significant to helping families through gain, through some type of gain, right? So do your research and see what you can gain, um, you know, and see and see what's going on there for you in your own state. I'm sure it could potentially help out in some way shape or form cancer season is the season that we're in right now and uh cancer season is about home family domestic affairs land property real estate and financial savings so you know maybe the stimulus can help out your family um and help out with your domestic affairs uh put a little food on your table help you out with gas and things of that nature um and so you know look to see where you could probably get some assistance however Some are warning that providing assistance in the form of stimulus payments could potentially lead to more rising costs. Okay, so it seems like if you put more money out, um, the cost of of produce and the cost of things might rise. um, Therefore, eating up whatever finances that you do get from a stimulus. But also, right? <laughs> What'd you say besides? <laughs> but, yeah, that's just it's not good to hear, you know. But also causing rising costs. That's what they feel um, potentially caused the rise in costs or caused inflation in 2020 because of so much stimulus, you know, uh, money coming in. They feel like that is what caused inflation to also happen there. All right, so. You, we, we just have to sit back and see what happens. You know, it could potentially, you know, with states deciding to, you know, um, give stimulus checks, it might cause, it might potentially cause uh, more inflation. We don't know. And the Fed is trying to curb inflation, so they say, by slowing down the economy, right, by pulling back finances. Hmm. But then there are different states trying to infuse more finances. Right. So this is just topsy turvy. Rick, who? Crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Somebody, anybody talking to anybody? What's going on here? You know, the <laughs> the Fed is trying to pull money back, and the states, you know, certain states are trying to give money. So, listen, I told you guys, July was going to be. A doozy. It was going to be a doozy, I told you. So, you know, get ready, get ready, get ready. Be ready so you don't have to get ready. So we'll see what happens. We shall see what happens. So right now there are currently 14 states that are offering stimulus payments. Not every state is, but only 14 of them are. So look to see if your state is one of them. All right. Um, Now let's move on to pop culture real quick. In pop culture news, Travis Barker comes home from the hospital after a life-threatening brush with pancreatitis. 
Okay, I was about to say pancreatic cancer, but no, that's not what he had. I don't want to wish that on Travis. No, I don't want to wish that on Travis or anyone. You're right about it. Let me get myself together here. It was pancreatitis, pancreatitis. There we go. Pancreatitis, what a word, what a word. Yeah. Um, so he had a brush with pancreatitis, which is uh, the inflammation of the pancreas. So in medical astrology, the planet Mars governs over inflammation. All right. So it, it would be interesting to see where his Mars is in his natal chart. And I'm going to check that out soon. I'm going to let y'all know, too. So um, pancreatitis is um, inflammation of the pancreas. And this occurs when the digestive juices or the enzymes attack the pancreas, um, which lives or which lies behind the stomach. So your pancreas is located behind the stomach and it's on the left side of the belly. All right. So if you have any, any pains and it is painful, pancreatitis is painful. I can only imagine. Yes. It's, it's very sharp pains. Um, and you know, um, I want you guys to, to, to also know and understand that pancreatitis can come suddenly. You may not know that, that, that you have it um, because it can abruptly just ha- come. It can abruptly just start, you can abruptly just start having pains um, on, on the left side of your belly, okay? So guys, be aware of that. If you have any pains on the left side of your belly, go get it checked out. Go get it checked out, all right? Um, and so the pancreas lies behind the stomach and the stomach is governed by cancer, the, the sign of cancer. And the pancreas is governed by the planet Venus. All right. However, Jupiter governs over the, you know, digestion. And so Jupiter can be expansive in nature. All right. So I just want to put that out there. And Travis is a Scorpio. He's born on November 14th, 1975. Um, He is an old soul. This is not Travis's uh, first time here. Um incarnating here on this earth interesting yeah this is not his first time here he's been here before um he has a sun in scorpio a moon in aries and his mars in cancer okay i don't know how you feel about those aries moon yeah well you know um so you know mars again is the sign or the planet that um shows inflammation okay and travis's mars is in the sign of cancer all right and you know the sign of cancer governs over the stomach all right so you know this this mars energy could have potentially contributed to his uh pancreatitis okay because again it's the digestive juices of the stomach that can certainly attack the pancreas all right so if there's inflammation in the stomach and that inflammation can potentially affect the pancreas which lies right near the stomach right it lies right behind the stomach you know that could potentially be an area where um you know we could see astrologically and from uh, medical astrology where this incident could have you know 
been seen in his chart, right? Um, Saturn, he has his Saturn in Leo. And so in the medical astrology, and if you're looking at, you know, issues in the body and things of that nature, and you're looking at someone's chart, you know, we tend to look at Mars for inflammation, and we tend to look at Saturn for restriction um, in an area of the body. Okay. So with Saturn being in Leo, Leo governs over the heart. Saturn is restrictive. So for Travis, he may want to, at some point, get his heart looked at or checked out because there could be potentially some restrictions to the to the heart in some way shape or form or restrictions where it comes to the circulatory system because leo governs over the circulatory system as well okay good information yeah so that's just something to look at so i know he you know definitely had a brush with pancreatitis um but you know he should also, you know, just check out his circulatory system and check out his heart every so often to see if everything is okay there. All right. Um, numerically, Travis is experiencing a year of hard work, but also a year of exceptional success. Okay. Definitely a year of exceptional success for him um, on a grand scale that could, you know, last for throughout time. So this is a real good year where he could be very successful and put out some exceptional work as a drummer. And for those of you who do not know who Travis Barker is, he is the drummer for Blink 182. Um, he has also collaborated with other artists like rappers and, you know, you know, things of that nature. Um, th- he's an exceptional drummer, like, Travis is, he's lit. That's fire. He is. He's he's been doing it for, you know, some years, and he is always just top notch. He's a he's a top notch drummer. I will say that he's very talented. Um, and I'm not saying that because he's a Scorpio. I'm saying that because he's he's truly talented. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Uh maybe a little bit, but no, he's definitely talented. No matter what sun sign he is, he's, he's definitely talented. Um, I do dig Travis, um, and his, and his, um, artistry. He's, he's really good. Um, so with that being said, um, you know, this is also a year health wise for him where some odd and unpredictable health issues might arise. And like I said, pancreatitis does come on suddenly. It doesn't just, you know, it it does come on suddenly. So I I just want you guys to certainly be aware of that, that this was a year for him to certainly have health issues that might just come on abruptly or suddenly um, and and potentially blindside him. All right. Um, So, you know, guys, definitely this is a sign for you guys to certainly take care of yourselves. Okay. And so we're wishing um, Travis, a speedy recovery. He has recovered so far. I, I think they've saw him out with his son, um, out and about since his hospital, since his release from the hospital. And, um, so we're, we're hoping that he will continue on being successful in his talent and his craft and that he get the self care that he needs 
right? In the season of cancer. And that is also for each and every one of you that's listening. Yeah. You know, because without your health, you cannot receive wealth, guys. Can't. Nope, not any way, shape, or form. And so you want to employ your self care, okay? Um, um, also, too, he might experience some mood swings. And guess what? This was also a year for him to have digestive system problems. This was the year for him to have digestive system problems. And that is exactly what he had in relation to pancreatitis. Okay. Um, also in other news, let me see here. Macy Gray made headlines as well. Um, you know, when she appeared on Pierce Morgan uncensored and made a comment um, as it pertains to transgendered women. So her comment was just because you have surgery doesn't make you a woman. You know, um, she felt just because you have surgery as a transgender woman does not make you a full fledged woman. All right. Um, what are your thoughts on on that Messiah on that? She received some backlash yeah, for that, yeah, you know, from the yeah. trans community. Yeah. And uh, so, because I know it's a it's a very sensitive topic, uh, especially in today's times. Um, so I think it's very important that we all take a neutral, you know, viewpoint uh, onto that topic of trans and you know the whole LGBT uh, community. Um, I feel like if she was saying it in a way where it was, you know, kind of enforcing her own uh, opinions onto others, I feel like that's unfair. You know, uh, it's like Kendrick Lamar said, uh, life is perspective, right? So we have to respect another person's perspective as to what they believe that they know is true for them, you know? And, um, yeah, I feel like if we can all respect that about one another, we won't have situations like this, uh, like Miss uh, Macy. Macy had just experienced with the backlash and all that, so... Yeah, that's that's how I think about it. that's that's my neutral uh, viewpoint of it. Yeah, you know Macy is a Virgo sun. She was born on September sixth, nineteen sixty seven, and you know Virgo is the helper and the perfectionist, and Virgo can also be, you know, um, critical. critical. Yeah, you know, you know, critical at times and things of that nature. Not only is she a Virgo sun, but she's also a Virgo. Her Mercury is in Virgo, so her communication and you know how she comes across. Um, at times, um, definitely can be very matter of fact, right? Um, right? Can be critical at times, but also helpful, right? Um, and sometimes, not all the time, but can sometimes be negative. But I don't think that she was trying to be negative in this incident uh, with her comment, um, because I do see that she's born on the 6th of the month, right? Virgos are helpful. They are. They, they are people who want to help, Um and I know that they can be critical and judgmental at times, right? But that judgment and criticalness is because they want to see the best. They want you to have the best, right? right? Uh, because if they know that you can do better, they're going to tell you up front, right? Right, exactly. You know, in that way, shape, or form. And because, I, you know, she's a sixth personality person born on the sixth of the month, she's a person that gives her love to her friends and her family. She's very service-oriented, and she's nurturing and caring, and I can't see her being malicious in the comment that she made, right? Right. 
um, again, I feel like she was just very matter of fact right with her comment Not exactly yeah and just wanted to be forward with her 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 thoughts her about opinions. it her her perspective on it right um uh she is a person that is a supporter but is very much geared towards traditional feminine energy like you know transgender women may not be seen as traditional right right, right exactly um and so with um it's very contemporary, transgendered. Yeah. That's something that is more modern, yeah. more new yeah, of the yeah, times, exactly. right? Um, and and the way the reason why I say that is because there may have been transgendered um, women in the past, but they were not as prevalent or as represented as they are now, no, right? right? You exactly. know, you know, out, and so. Um, Macy seems to be, you know, a traditional feminine energy. Yeah. However, she is in a personal year numerically where she will encounter personal growth, um, social development, right? Um, expansion and utilizing her creativity and having her creative abilities be highlighted as well as self-improvement. So this was a year for her to certainly um, delve into self-improvement, have some personal growth happen, and some social developments happen, as well as some creative endeavors be highlighted. Now, what's interesting about that is this. Apparently, after her comments um, in response to transgendered women, she has said that she has learned a lot Hmm. through this experience. Right. And thinks that it was one of the reasons why it happened because she, you know, oh, had to open herself up to a learning lesson. Right. Um, so she is saying that she didn't mean to hurt anybody. It wasn't meant to be malicious. It wasn't meant to hurt anyone. And that this particular experience was a learning lesson for her, um, which speaks to the type of year personal year energy that she's in oh. because again this year energy was about her um having some personal growth interesting and so this incident has helped her to receive that personal growth yeah helped her to receive that personal growth around the lgbtq community indeed now speaking of gender and sex and things of that nature here's a book that i think that you guys should pick up it's called the Kabbalion. And it certainly breaks down in the Kabbalion um, the distinction between gender and sex. Okay. And I think that, you know, uh, Macy's response was misunderstood. Um, I can certainly see where she's coming from, but I can also see how it can be insensitive to the LGBTQ community, right? And transgendered women. Right. But I think that if you guys and all my all my folks out there who are all my cult people, you guys may have already have a copy of the Kabbalion. But if you get an opportunity to read the um, section on gender, uh, you'll be able to see uh, the difference between gender and sex. And you'll also be able to get a chance to see how that fits into, um, you know, Macy's great Macy's great comment. Right. Um, and what she was trying to, to, to say, which was, you know, y- you may have had surgery, but that doesn't necessarily mean 
that you are a woman in, in that regard, it brings me to the anatomy of a woman, right? The body of a woman is different from the anatomy and the body of a male. However, the soul of an individual um, is different from the body because you can have a very feminine soul or a very feminine essence deep within your core. You may very well feel spirit. Your, your spirit might feel that of a feminine woman, right? But your anatomy or your body may not reflect that. Your body or your anatomy, which is your sex, may reflect that of a male or a um a, a male organism, a male living organism. Yeah, I can understand. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So your body and your anatomy, which is your sex, is different from your gender. Right. The gender is your consciousness. Your the gender is you know, um, your, 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 the spiritual essence, your, your, what you feel on the inside, your soul, your spirit, your, your, your consciousness, right? Um, and that has to do with, you know, creation, uh, producing, procreating, because gender derives from the Latin root meaning to create, to produce, to procreate. Right? right. When we talk about sex, the word sex, that is a word that um, refers to the physical distinctions between a male and a female living organism. OK. Gender deals with the spirit. So in other words, gender deals with the spirit of a person or, you know, the core, what's within the person, the soul of the person. Um, however, sex, the word sex deals with the outer the the anatomy or the physical right distinction the physical distinction of the the living organism if that makes sense yeah it does yeah so on the inside the core of the self the spiritual the, the, not the spiritual but the spirit of the self because we do live in a dualistic society right dualistic energy you have the spiritual and you have the material or the or the matter or the physical so physically on the outside, you can have the anatomy of a male, but, you know, um, spirit, your, your, your core, your soul might feel very feminine. And I see that in a lot, and not in a lot of charts, but I see that in charts that I read. I see that, you know, certain, certain soul beings have a lot of feminine energy, but their anatomy is that of a woman or their anatomy is that of a male. Or I see that there are certain souls who have a lot of masculine energy, right, within them. Or, you know, that masculine gender within them, that masculine energy in them. But their anatomy or their sex is that of a female living organism, right? But what we need to understand is, is that we, uh, no matter what your anatomy is, no matter what your sex is, you have both masculine and feminine energy. Yep, you got to learn to balance it. Yeah, you have both masculine and feminine energy, right? And some souls have more feminine energy than masculine, no matter what their sex is. And some souls have more or they exude more um, uh, masculine energy than feminine. So more masculine than feminine, and some might exude more feminine than masculine. Right. All right. So I, I hope that made sense. I just wanted to put that out there. And so, but, you know, 
We respect it. We respect it. Whatever it is, if you like it, I love it. Yeah. Listen, you know, it's just trying to give some context around, you know, um, you know, gender and sex and what that is and what that all means. All right. And in this cancer season, because cancer is divine feminine energy, that's big mama energy. You know, it's about the divine feminine. So, you know, the divine feminine is big during cancer season and it's also big during Virgo season too, you know, because they're both feminine energies. One is just um, water, which is cancer. And the other one is earth, which is Virgo, you know, but they both are very strong feminine energies, Virgos and cancer energies, you know. Um, and so um, shout out to the divine feminine. Shouts out to it. You know, no matter which which way you you come in, shout out to it. All right. All um, right. Also, too, uh, in the gospel world, and we're going to end it here. In the gospel world, Pastor John Gray was hospitalized in critical care um, with with saddle pulmonary embolism. So he had a saddle pulmonary embolism. And, you know, um, we're going to send some prayers and some good energy out to his family. Um, a saddle pulmonary embolism is serious. Um, this is where large blood clots can sit on top of the saddle and sit on top or saddle the main pulmonary artery um, where the artery can divide into um, the left and right lung. So it could go, the blood clot can go into both lungs, okay? So let's just put it that way. And when you have a blood clot in your lungs, you it's that's severe, that's serious, that could be life-threatening, and it could cause sudden death, okay? Um, and so some things that can cause a pulmonary embolism is uh, reduced or, imp or impaired blood flow um, due to long periods of not moving the body, sitting for long periods of time, um, injuries to the vein, um, chronic medical conditions such as cancer, heart disease, lung disease, or blood clot disorders can also cause this to potentially happen. Smoking, if you smoke, if you are obese, this could also increase your chances of having a pulmonary embolism, all right? And so I just wanted to put that out there. Pulmonary um, embolisms usually um, are higher in males than they are in females. And so I just wanted to put that out there as well. And Pastor um, John Gray, he is the pastor of the Mega Church Relentless Church in Greenville, South Carolina. Um, he's a well-known pastor in um, the, the gospel world and, 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 and things of that nature. Um, he is an eight personality person because he's born on June the 26th, 1973. He is a cancer. And not only that, um, eight personality people or people who have an eight life path, they, they tend to experience, um, things in life that require perseverance and resilience. Um, most, more, most often than most, right? Um, and so that is the key to their success, perseverance and resilience for my eights out there. If you're born on the 8th of the month, the 17th of the month, right, or the 26th of the month, 
Okay. So you guys are certainly going to have to bring forth your A game when it comes to perseverance and resilience. Resilience. You can do it. That's the key to your success. You know, a key to your success. So I say that to say this. Pastor John Gray um, is resilient. I'm sure he has, you know, has had to go through um, in life certain experiences that require for him to be resilient and perseverant. And this is, you know, another, you know, experience that he is having in this life that is certainly requiring for him to exude perseverance and resilience. So his wife, Avantar, is, um, you know, asking for prayers and, you know, heartfelt thoughts to go out to um, their family and to Pastor John Gray that he will pull through. I believe and I I know that he will. I know he will. I know he will. He's going to get a second chance. He's going to get a second chance um, because I believe that he's a perseverant individual. Yeah, I believe he's a perseverant individual that will pull through. And so... Um, the number eight um, is a great manifesting number. Um, it is powerful, governs over money and authority and things of that nature. However, the number eight is a karmic energy as well. And under that energy, one must be careful of what they sow because they will reap it as well. Um, and so I, you know, I can't say what this, well, I can't say what he has done, but you guys can look up, you know, Pastor John Gray, and you will probably see that in the past he has been in the news or in the headlines for adultery, right? Um, stepping out on his wife, okay? And things of that nature. So, you know, some would say, hey, you put that out there and you, you know, you just might get something back. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, you know, with that being said, let's just be mindful of how we are treating others and how we are taking care of ourselves and treating ourselves. Okay. Um, and uh, during this cancer season. All right. Um, so this is a personal year for Pastor Gray uh, that will require support he is going to need support um of others and health wise um you know starting the year off with um, a healthy diet would have been beneficial for him right um to do so let's send him and his family some positive energy that he will pull through um, and let's send some positive energy to his wife and some strong, you know, encouragement for her as well um, and their children. Um, I have a feeling that he will get get another chance again um, and get better. So let's see what um, see what he does, you know, with this. This time around. OK, so um, guys, this is just a reminder to take care of your health during this um, cancer season. Also, too, I just want to end it with Eddie Murphy's daughter, Bria Murphy. She married uh, Michael Xavier during this cancer season. You know, that sounds like she wants to, you know, start a family and things of that nature in this season. So that's great. Congratulations to her. Eric Holder 
was convicted, I believe, for Nipsey Hussle's murder, I believe, um, as well. So that's out there. And also, um, Killer Mike dropped a new solo single called Run after 10 years of not, you know, you know, putting anything out. So he uh, put out Run. And, uh, you know, guys, check it out. See, tell me what you think. Um, I know uh, we ch- we certainly listened to it. My son didn't know who Killer Mike was, y'all. He was like, who was Killer Mike? Yeah. <laughs> he ain't know who Killer Mike was. I had to let him know who Killer Mike was, okay? Um, but, um, yeah, you know, the 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 video uh is, is very graphic um it, it certainly will you know pull you in it's black and white um and uh you know not having been out you know or having had a a, a solo single in in 10 years for killer mike i think this is it was pretty decent not too bad not too bad at all yeah that's what i thought because i you know i'm familiar with killer mike's work so um, he came back hard and it had a message, you know, and the particular message within the song and within the video was that we're in a spiritual warfare. So we got to go to war. So run, you know, run, 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 do what you need to do. Right. So you guys check out Killer Mike's uh, video um, and the song and, you know, let me know what you think. You can certainly send your comments and your questions to um, Evolution Now dot org at gmail.com let us know uh, what you thought about this episode if you have any comments or questions um, certainly send them there Um, and thank you guys for joining us on tonight uh, for this particular episode next we uh, will welcome and interview Katrina Calzadila I hope I said her name correctly Katrina Calzadila on ancestry and ancestral connections. So we're going to be talking about ancestry and ancestral connections during this cancer season with Katrina. And I'm so excited about it. And you don't want to miss it. Okay. Don't miss it. Yeah, no, don't miss it. Um, so that's going to be um, on the next episode. And I'm excited about it. We're going to dive in to connecting with our ancestors all right and if you would like a personal year reading natal chart reading numerical chart reading or business session reading um, go to www.evolutionnow.org and book your session there Um, you can also follow me on facebook or on instagram at astronumerologist7 also to you can certainly, if you would like to purchase any of the Evolution Now merch, because we do have our sweatshirts, we have our t-shirts, we have our lovely um, leggings and things of that nature for the sisters to style out and wear during this summer season. Um, and we also have flip-flops and, you know, we have all kinds of merchandise. So if you're interested in, you know, representing Evolution Now, um, you can certainly... Uh, go to the Facebook page and link up there um, to the website for the merch. Okay. Um, And so uh, if you can't get to the Facebook page or Instagram, you can go to www.astro-numbers-merch.creator-spring.com. 
com. Okay. And you know what I always say, you want to maximize your now moment, keep moving forward in order for you to be in order for you to ascend, you must begin from where? From within. within. All right, guys, have a wonderful rest of the, you know, night or day or whatever time that you're listening to this um podcast and we will certainly catch you on the next one. Happy full moon in Capricorn and we will catch you guys soon. <laughs>